All right, let's go. All right, Tim, I think we should talk about Carey Price. I thought it was a lot of guts coming back after being out that long, especially a goaltender. And um, How do you think he played? I thought he played all right. I, I thought he played okay. He, had, uh, he only had, had two goals on, 17 shots. I don't think he had a chance on the two goals. The guys really wanted to win for him. They really did. The, the, the Canadians wanted to win for him. They outshot them 44-20. 44-20. They really, they really did want to win for him. Anyhow, I was, a lot of guts coming back. And, and, uh, so I was, let me liked- ask you, Dad. Why do you think, like, I look at it that he's, he was out a long time, right? There's, what, six games left in the season. Yeah. You know, they're out of the playoffs. They're in the race to get Shane Wright. Like, why did he come back, I think? I think he came back for the feel of the game to see if he still wanted to, if he wanted to play, if he got excited, and uh, if, if he still had it. What do you think, Cindy? Well, I, I, yeah, see if he still had it or not. I mean, it doesn't. Do you always say it doesn't take much for the goalies no, to lose goalies. it, right? They get hot and uh, they get cold, awful fast. A couple of bad goals. It's like uh, Mike Tyson used to say: you have a plan, you're going into it till you get the first crunch on the jaw, then all of a sudden your plans go amiss. So goaltenders are like that. They can be hot and they can be cold. Well, I think Montreal. I think they have to talk to him after and see uh, what, like, what's, what is he going to do, right? Well, because- they got a pretty good coach. St. Louis, pretty good coach. They have a lot of fun. Uh, Weber will be back. And, uh, well, they don't know. Well, he'll, he'll be back. You think he'll be back? I hope, I hope he's back because I like to see him when he lets that howitzer go from the, <laughs> the point. No, I think he'll be back. And Price, if he's half as good as he was in the playoffs uh, against the Leafs, he'll be all right. So, Dad, we got an email from some listeners out in Calgary, and they said uh, they want you to talk about uh, and they're right. Johnny Goudreau. And, uh, and he's uh, kind of flying under the radar, under everybody's radar. Well, I'll tell you one thing. That is a pretty good club, and Sutter's got them playing playoff hockey. Although when they get beat, they really get beat. <laughs> Looks like he, he's, you want to get beat? and uh, Like Markstrom's kind of running a little bit cold lately, though. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, well. He's still a still a good goal, and Goudreau got a hundred points. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't very good. La- he was good this year, I have to admit, but he wasn't very good last year. I think he wanted to be traded last year. Well, he has to be traded. Yeah, yeah. And when Sutter come, you're not being traded. You're going to play hockey, and uh, they're they're pretty good. They're, well, he leads. They, he leads. they got him playing playoff hockey. Yeah, and he leads the hit that whole line. I think is like right now leads the league. And who is that line? Lindholm, Kachuk, and uh, and Goudreau—they're all plus fifty. And, and they lead the league. They lead the league, yeah. Well, I I have to admit when you I I stay up and watch them play, and I watched them play last night. They they this is Sunday morning. They won a big game last night. So, so Dad, you know that the year before Sutter came and the year. You know, the first year of Sutter, I mean, Goudreau wasn't having a very good no, year. He wanted to be traded. He wanted to be traded. And Sutter was just relentless on him. So, did Dad, did you ever have a, a guy like that that you just really got on right away? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me think. I think uh, I think I, would, I was on Ricky Middleton. I think I told a story about Buffalo, didn't I? Yeah, when he was, yeah. he wanted him to cover the point. <laughs> he covered the point 
And uh, and he told me afterwards, after the game, about a week after, he says, I'll never leave that point. He says, no matter if a guy has a breakaway, he says, I'm not leaving. And by God, Ricky Middleton turned into one of the one of the best defensive uh, forwards I had. In fact, when I, we were winning like three two or something like that, I would put him out on the line, and he he was he was good. All goals start, and start if you if you take a look at it, they start in your own end, and if you come out the right way, you'll get it all the time. And boy, he was. I remember one time. I think I told a story about him starting him on left wing. He was just as good on left wing. But it tells the story where you saw him play before. Oh, I saw him play. I played. Uh, I was coaching Rochester, and he was playing for Providence. And uh, he had long hair, and the guys were kidding him about this long hair. Anyhow, he ended up. Hey, boy, he looks better now. Right. So then you were. So they eventually make the trade for him, and uh, for Kenny Hodge, right? Yeah. Kenny. And uh, you didn't. You didn't like Kenny, and you want to get rid of him. And um, so you're gonna you're gonna teach him how to play defense first right, game. That was yeah. Funny. I'm, uh, this is it. This is my job to teach him how to play defense. He gets a hat trick. <laughs> His <laughs> first game with the Bruins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and much I, for defensive hockey. Well, he played with Rattel, and if he couldn't play with Rattel, he could. And he used to feed him the puck like that. And he gets a hat trick. I used to be on him all the so time. So what did you? Okay, besides cover the point, what did you want him to do? Just come back. He never. It, it, I said, Harry said, you know, you know, Ricky Milton? And I said, yeah, I know him. I, I coached against him in Rochester. I said, he goes one way and I pointed towards, but I said, he doesn't know the, the, he doesn't know his own end. And I said, he has to be introduced to the goaltender at the end of the season. So though, dad, I remember like I used to go to a lot of the practices. I never rarely remember you yelling at him or any of the players on the ice like giving the guys hack like well, i because you see yeah because you see on tv now the coaches are are telling talking to the, the players and they're po- they're pointing here and they're pointing there and the whole deal and but you, you know didn't, what I used you, to, didn't do, you don't do that what i used to hate and i and all players hate it is you get up a good sweat and the guy will pull you over to the side and they start explaining to you our next drill <laughs> and you know you get you get sweat and then you have to work up a sweat again I used to I used to run the short practice an hour and ten minutes I don't know why an hour and ten minutes it'd be an hour an hour and ten minutes and and uh, if you've noticed him the players used to stay on the ice all the time yeah they'd always stay after and they were always fooling around and stuff like Remember that. Remember I but- told you Mc- McNabb and I said you can go anywhere around <laughs> but just stay out of the center ice because McNabb. Yeah, and O'Reilly used to play keep away puck at center ice. Center ice, and it was like the Tasmanian Devils. I mean, you could stand in front of the net; it'd be safer with them. And those guys yeah, are roaring you, around. The guys shooting. But when did you give it? Like, like when Ricky wasn't back. Like, when did you give him heck and stuff? Because again, I never saw it in practice or anything. I'd, I'd go up to him, but uh, during the game, I I I was a co- I was a coach. Uh, I coached during the game. So, Dad, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Spreads.ca. They're a Canadian-owned online casino and sportsbook. And if you sign up now and use the promo GRAPES, they'll match your deposit up to $500. You get 10 spins on the big wheel. For If you get three of your jackets, you get some big dough. And your first sports bet, they'll spot you $25. And uh, we did pretty good the last night. We did a parlay bet. So we, oh. bet, uh, we bet the Leafs were going to win. And we bet uh, Washington was going to win. And we bet uh, Calgary was going to win, and then that watched the watched the opening game of Calgary, and they scored thirty seconds into the Arizona <laughs> yeah. scores thirty seconds in the game. How about Nick Ritchie's got eleven goals? Nick Ritchie, they give up on this guy too soon. 
And uh, 11 goals, he's only four away from getting 15 again. I don't think he'll make 15. Well, you know, but but uh, it goes to show you, eh? like, he, he, a guy like him, he's got to play regular. And, he, you know, you can't spot. No, like and, he, you know, and uh, Cassidy did did play him a lot. He, he put him on a, all the power play, second power play. Yeah. And uh, he did get 15 goals. And yeah. he is a big guy. But I wish he'd play rougher and tougher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, so, Dad, last week. You said you were going to talk about who is your pick for the trophies this year. There's only, what, six or seven games left in the season. So so let's start off. Who do you think is going to win the Vesna? Or who, not, we didn't say who you think. Who's your pick for the Vesna? My, yeah, my pick. Your because pick. My, my pick is not the same. As, as, yeah, there's a difference, right? Yeah. Uh, I like Freddie Anderson. I always like Freddie Anderson. He's got 35 wins, and he has the best uh, 2.0.7, which is pretty good. And Carolina... Is a, a team that four checks pretty good in the whole deal. They they open yeah. up, uh, but I, I I think the New York goalie Shazerkson will probably get it because he lives because he plays in New York, right? Yeah, nine thirty four saves, not bad. I wrote all this down. Uh, Markstrom, I have to admit, was pretty good too. Nine shutouts. Yeah, nine shutouts. Uh, uh, Two twenty four. It, it, it's tough to pick. Sergio Barowski. Barowski. I. I, I at 266, and uh, he's got 35 wins, too. You know, talk about him. He's the goalie for Florida. He He's getting $10 million a year. Yeah. He's got to steal a f- the first round of the playoffs. Got to steal at least one Cause game. Because he, he's not – He's just he just seems to die in the playoffs every year. Yeah, well, well this is the year for Florida. I mean – Right. I mean they went, they've gone for it and they're go, they 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 built the team for for the playoffs still not drawn though eh So uh, I know I just a quick question dad okay guys have like Florida and Minnesota those GMs have said we're winning it this year they don't care about next year or the year after and then you have That's some weird. guys some GMs I hate to say it like Dubas he's worried about he'd like to win this year but he's also worried about next year or the year after. What's your philosophy? I, I, listen, if I was a GM, I'd try to win that year. I mean, I wouldn't be worried about down the line because I won't be there unless I win. So I, I would try to win uh, that year. I always. It's not fair to the fans. I I know that because uh, you look at like Chicago gets criticized. Well, look at them; they're not playing now. But they won two back-to-back Stanley Cups. Yeah. So would you sacrifice winning back-to-back Stanley Cups and then having a drought for I would, f- five years? No, I would try to try to win every year. Can I, I ask? Can I ask? I think it's because of the fans. Like a guy like Dubas, he doesn't have to worry about putting bums in the seats because he's always going to have a sellout, Maybe that's right? It, yeah. But yeah, you get a you get a you know a GM that has a team that might not you know be filling yeah. the seats. They have to win now in order to get the fans out. Well, so it, doesn't that make a difference too? Certainly does. You know what? You know the fans that I I I really admire, and I I didn't admire them was the Montreal fans. They're pretty good, and they they know what's going on. They and uh, the yeah, but there's better front runners though. Yeah, well, they were front runners, but they're not front runners this year. Okay, Dad. Now we'll go for the North. So they should rename the Bobby Orr Trophy. But, so who? <laughs> you know, when I when best I defenseman. When I look at the goals they get now. I mean, it, it, and I think of Bobby Orr. I mean, it's unbelievable. 46 goals. The guy that won it, I, I think Cal McCarr. Yeah. That's who I think should win it. He's uh, got 82 points. He's plus 35, or plus 45. For the Norris Trophy, I would take Cal McCarr. Right. I think the other two might be the Roman Yossi, but he uh, he won it last year. I don't know if they'll yeah, do it yeah. again. 
and Hedman, and he's won it a whole bunch of yeah, times. So yeah. it's time I'd to say, I'd say time to move it around a little yeah. bit. That's guys I pick anyhow. Yeah. So okay, Dad. Next is the call the Rookie of the Year, and there's a little bit of a little bit of a controversy about this one. There so. is. Um, I, th- I forget the I, I forget who the Stastny. I think it was uh, one Peter, of the, yeah. I think it was one of the Stastny's that won, and he was like thirty almost. Thirty four years old. He wasn't a rookie. Um, I think it's twenty six years old now. And and Bunting, I look. The rules are rules, and I know the other two kids, Trevor Zegas, again, um, and Louis Raymond is twenty two goals, fifty five points. He's minus twenty five. Both those guys are 20, 21, 22 years old, and Bunting is 26 years old. Well, rules are, if that's the rules, then he's 26 years old. Yeah, so there should be an age limit. Well, 26 years old. I Uh, think they should have it 22. You got to be 22 or under. Yeah. Because he's he's 26, so he's, you know, he's hardly a rookie, and he's been in the American League. Well, yeah, but that's not his fault. No, but there's got to be. There should be another award then for the best first-year oh, guy who's that's over That's going to be interesting to see if they... Yeah, because this isn't fair, because those those, those guys really are rookies, right? That, yeah, they, but, they really are rookies. So he, you, he, you, would you give it to Bunting? I'd give it to Bunting because the rules are rules. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think he's going to win, though. No, then, I don't. Then Zegers will win because he has all those highlight yeah, goals. Yeah, he'll probably win. Cross goals but if you're going to buy by the rules, Bunting right. should win. Right. But he gets more airtime, Zegers, so... He'll, I bet you he wins. Boy, the the next two are are, are pretty good too. Yeah. So the, the Jack Adams Award for Coach of the Year. This is a tough one. There's a lot of so many good coaches. Boy, there's a lot of good coaches out there. Sheldon Keith did a good job. Brendan Moore won a tw- last year, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And Gerard Gallant. And um, Gerard Gallant. You know what I when I think of him? I think of him when he was in Florida. He was having a good year. And they fired him, and he had to get off the bus. They fired him when he was on the bus. He had to, <laughs> had to get off the bus, take his equipment like his, his states from underneath under the, the bus, bus and wait for a cab. <laughs> How demeaning. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, that's, well, anyhow. And they were like, they were, like, I yeah, don't they know. They were doing pretty good. They were, they were doing pretty good. And But then he gets fired in L.A. Yeah, or and in he, Vegas, and, and he's a, above 500. He takes him to the Stanley Cup Finals, and then they fire him. So like, how did you get fired, Dad? How did you find out you were fired from the Bruins and from Colorado? Well, I'm going to tell you. I, I had, a, I had a, uh, a meeting with Paul Mooney and Harry Sinden, and I never forgot it was called the Indian Room. And, and actually, I didn't get fired, but I would have been fired eventually. And uh, Harry, Harry said to me, he says, uh, you you can stay. <laughs> Thanks, I can stay. It's a long well, story. Well, basically, long story was they said that they gave you a thing, but you had to be more management than, than with the players. Yeah, so you had you, to be you, more management. But yeah. So you left. But then in Colorado, you actually went to the owner's uh, office. Oh, I never forget that one. I remember, I remember driving. I never forgot that. I drove, and, and we drove through the, the highway through the swamp, and I thought, this guy, you know, the guy, the guy never talked to me. The driver never talked to me. I said he, he might take, you know, he, he <laughs> it's like a scene out of The Sopranos. Yeah, <laughs> and you were, the, and let's put it this way: you were dealing with a guy who owned a trucking company that was non-union in New Jersey, and 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 that was the. Uh, and this is the owner, not the GM. This and is the he was owner a tough guy. Huh? Uh, uh, what the heck was his name? Armin Poland was his. Uh, Arthur Imperatore. Yeah, Arthur Imperatore, and he had a mm. great big yacht. Anyhow. Guys drive me through the swamps, and I'm thinking he could put me in the swamp, and he never heard me again. So I get to the office, 
And I never, I, I remember this as clear as a bell. I go up in the office and I, and I sit. I thought, you know, I'm supposed to be ten o'clock. And uh, I said, I'm here to see Mr. Imperatory. And she says, uh, you can sit over there. <laughs> she said, sit over there. Sit over there. Yeah. So I, and he made me wait 15 minutes. Ah, uh, yes. The so old you, the old wait. And so it says, uh, Mr. Imperatory, will see you now. So I knew they were waiting in there. So I went over and let out. I was reading the, the bulletin board at the thing. So I walk in. Honest to God, there was a table. It had to be. 30 to 40 feet long, and it was all green. I never forgot it was green like marble, something like marble. And he was sitting at the end like a king. He was a good guy, though. Arthur Imperatore was a good guy. He just didn't know what was going on. And his son was sitting there. I think it was his stepson, wasn't it? His stepson. Yes, yeah, yep. stepson. Armin Poem. And um, they started grilling me. And they wanted to know about Miron. And I wouldn't talk about Miron because Miron wasn't there. I knew he... So if you would have said, you got to get rid of Miron, he's, you know, he's a loser. Do you think they would have got rid of him? No. No? So that you were... You were I was I was the guy. You were the guy. I, I remember, remember, Tim, the very first game in, the, in uh, Colorado Springs? And, and you, were, you were a stick boy? And I kept looking at you and I said, holy shit. Yeah. We got a tougher... We had a... I could have taken the Rochester team getting better, and it was it was an awful team. Yeah, but we had a good team at the, at, at the end, yeah. and not start. So, so, what were they grilling you about? Like why you lost? Oh, or? why we lost? And and you know what he said to me? One thing he said to me that I never forgot. He said that Miron said that I didn't work hard enough. Well, oh. you know, I could have sat in and watched stupid things and. Stuff like that. Oh, because you didn't watch videos and yeah, all that. You know, I didn't yeah. sit and watch videos. Yeah. I, I suppose that's well, what no, he Well, the only guy that did that back then was uh, Roger Nielsen. Yeah, Roger Nielsen. You anyhow, didn't have any videos because they never televised the games in Colorado. Well, anyhow, so. he said I didn't work hard. So what was the question again? No, just we were talking about Gerard Gallant. Getting fired. I mean, oh, getting yeah. Fired. I mean, that was... I, mean, you got Rem- I never had that happen to me, remember, I'll tell you remember, that. Remember the time this parting words to you, though, was about, about mom? And and they said, you know. Oh yeah. That he was, said to me. Uh, out of all the things to say, well, he, your, he was Italian. He was Italian, Italian and, and he liked mom. Mom, mom was Italian, yeah. right? So. And yeah, his and he, parting words to you. Yeah, he says, "I don't want to hurt Rose," and I says, "You won't." And, you know, geez, you know. And of course, I, you couldn't leave well, as that. Okay, let's tell the other thing too that happened was that big window and the guys were loading up the trucks. Yeah, oh, and yeah. You gave them and, and then you God, gave them hell. And that was, I think, that maybe sealed your fate. Yeah, that was so. A good first point. of all, he said he said I don't want to hurt Rose. And I said don't hurt Rose. She, you know, she's been through this before and all that stuff. And you, so, also, you said I'll take care of her. Don't worry. about uh, it. I don't know what he yeah. said. Yeah. So right. I walked to the window. He walked to the window and he says, "You see those truckers out there? See those truckers? See how hard they work?" So I went over the window with him. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, why I must would have, you say this? I know this? all I had to do was say, "Yeah, they work because it was raining, right?" Yeah. They were standing underneath the thing, and the guys unloading the trucks. They were the guys doing all the work. I said, what are you kidding? I said, those truckers sitting their ass all day. I shouldn't say that. Because, no, because the truckers are good. But I mean, it was, well, the truckers are good guys, but I mean, he was making them heroes. And the poor guys unloading all this stuff and everything. They, he, he was saying, look how hard the truckers work. Cause he was and a, then you said, they're not working hard. You said, the guy unloading is hard. Yeah, they're the guys that are working hard. And boy, oh boy! So I think get, that was it. That was it. I was done. <laughs> finished. But that you, you had to have known. I don't know. I had. A, <laughs> Why I, you had I, to say I that? I must have had a thing for suicide or something. <laughs> I, stupid. 
So, okay, so Jack Adams, who, if you had yeah. to pick, who would you pick? I would pick uh, Gerard Gallant and, and, and uh, the other guy is uh, Brunette. The guy with uh, Colorado has a tough job, too. He's got the best club, and uh, it's harder sometimes uh, to do the stars, but I don't think McKinnon and those guys give him a hard yeah. time. Well, what about Sutter? You don't even mention Sutter. That's who I would vote for. Well, I know everybody, would, you know, I should vote for Sutter, my type of guy. He, uh, he has... Yeah. He, he well, we already talked about him. Yeah, and shouldn't he win? He's in Calgary. There, he's got not a chance. I mean, no, Gallant is Gallant in New York. New York. So just because the it's the reporters that vote, the guys in Calgary, they kind of get lost out there. And it's like me. I I should have I should have mentioned more. The top three guys that are the plus uh, the plus and minus are, are there, but Gerard Gallant will win it. So, okay, Dad, now we got to Selkie. So the, the original, we talked about this once before, the original idea for Selkie was to give it for a good defensive player who doesn't get a lot Mr. of goals. Sel- yeah, you're absolutely right. I remember Mr. Selkie's words. Look, we give, uh, we give, the, we give you know, the, a trophy for the most goals. Why don't we give a, a, a trophy for the, the best defensive player? Well, the best defensive player at the time was Marcotte and Ganey. Yeah. And Ganey won it every year. But he didn't have to check Lafleur, and uh, <laughs> like like uh, guys. But, the, but they, to, now it's almost kind of like a secondary prize, yeah. right? So so who do you think for the Selkie? Well, Johnny Goodrow is is he's plus fifty five. He's the best, so yeah. you'd have to you'd have to consider him. Plus, he's John got- Tavares. He never loses a draw, and uh, but he's he's a minus. But there there's again there's a, there's a team he plays for Toronto. A lot of goals, but he takes all of, he takes all the draws and everything. Him and right. Spezza. So he's gonna so Sutter or sorry, Traveris is going to be on the ice against all the other top lines. So right. when they're playing Colorado, it's Traveris against McKinnon, and Matthews against their checking line. Yeah, so, so he's so that's why that throws that off. JT Miller at ninety one points plus uh, he's plus uh, eleven, and uh, he's pretty good on the faceoffs too. And uh, but I'd say Johnny Gaudreau. But, yeah, that would be nice. Uh, but the, to me, it's Bergeron for Boston. If I had, a, if I had, a, if I was up a goal and I had to face off an end, I'd, I'd put Bergeron in there. So I picked Bergeron, but he won't win it. Well, the Jim Gregory Award. Jim Gregory. Uh, by the way, Jim Gregory was the guy that, that told Ballard not, not not to hire me. Bill Guerin. Oh, uh, start again. And, uh, and who who are the two guys? Tim uh, Suter and Parisi. They got he got rid of at like a hundred million dollars. He had to eat. And they were the two top players. And he said, if you want to win, that's what you got to win with. And, and then he gets flurry, and then he gets all. He gets pretty tough, and you got the toughest team in the league now. So well, yeah, my tough. Uh, Dubas of the Leafs. He's done a pretty good job. Uh, you, you got you got a well. He's done a pretty good job. He's turned, yeah. I, I think his guy. This is, is before the playoffs, right? But I mean, he does work magic with the salary cap. Yeah, I don't know. He, he must have a guy behind there that works. <laughs> he does work magic with it. I don't know how he does it. Uh, but I would pick Bill Zito of the Panthers, and again, uh, uh, he done a, he done a pretty good job. You uh, turning that club around. Well, Dad, sad news again in the hockey world. Mike Bossy passed away at the age, I believe it was 65, and one of the greatest goal scorers of all time. Oh, he was. He's Laval, Quebec, and uh, he played with the Brian Troche, Boyan Troche. used to play him there. You know what I remember about him? His quick release, bing. you just on a stick. Never, it wouldn't be on a stick. 
Toom. And, he, and you, you told a story about the time he was in Colorado. Right. I mean, I remember reading or an article. he was. Yeah, I was reading an article. Morning skate. Right. It was, I read an article one time that he said that one of the reasons he thinks his success for scoring goals was that he, he very rarely missed the net. That was his thing. And, you know, like Matthews is second in the league for missed nets. And, That's hard to believe. Right. Eh? So imagine if half of those were on net, he'd have about 80 goals. Well, yeah, but then. He could say to you, yeah, but I used to pick the corners. Right. So And he did pick he does pick the corners. So I remember I was uh I was at the practice from Colorado and so it was a morning skate, so you guys were first, Colorado was first, and then uh the Islanders came on. So they did their warm up and I was watching them and then Mike Bossy was the last guy off the ice and he got about maybe about fifteen pucks and he put him in the corner maybe about three or four feet from the goal line. And he had his back to the net, and he just would spin around and shoot the puck. Like, he wouldn't just, like, turn around, spin around and shoot, spin around and shoot. He did that maybe, he probably shot 100 pucks. Sure enough, in the game, that game that night, he got the puck in the same spot. He turned around and fired it and went short side on Hardy right over his shoulder. And so it goes to show you, yeah, he was a goal scorer, but he, he practiced and practiced. Well, as uh, I guess he went by the... the um model of uh, Phil Esposito when he said the puck has, or the net hasn't moved in a hundred years. Well, he did have a good centerman in Trache and Trache used to put, put him in cold, but boy, when he got that puck, he gets Yeah, but just, if you look at his record, like, of course, he was the, you know, most famous thing was he was the second guy to get 50 goals in 50 games. Yeah, after the Rocket Richard. After the Rocket. And then he got, so he got 53 goals his rookie year. Then he got 69 goals 51 goals, 68 goals, 64 goals, 60 goals, 51 goals, 58 goals, and 61 goals. That's just that's. And just he won um, four cu- with Al Arbor. He yeah. won uh, four uh, four Stanley Cups. And Tim, and he, you were you were mentioning that it was being questioned about him how he would do. Would he really be that good in today's hockey? When some of the some reporters were questioning. Yeah. I think he I think he'd tear up this league now, don't you? Uh, he, he, he would he'd try. Love this he'd, love, he'd, he'd love it. In fact, rather. this is the way he said hockey should be played. Right, and you know you got like people go well. You know the goalies weren't good back as good back then. That's what they were saying. But I mean the skates are like just how much better the equipment is now. His skates, how much better the skates are. Had the stick. Imagine him yeah. shooting with those composite sticks. Oh boy. And I think he, I think he'd tear up this league right now. Well, he had he had a great year, and he was Laval, Quebec, and uh, boy, oh boy, he could shoot that puck. He didn't like he didn't like fighting in the game. So he, here's some of the records. He and Gretzky hold the record for the most fifty goals with nine, but his fifty goals were consecutive. He had nine consecutive fifty or more goal seasons in a row. In a row, and Gretzky Gretzky didn't do that. And then he's tied with Gretzky for the most 60-goal seasons. One year, he got three hat tricks in a row. <laughs> he got nine goals in three games. He, was, he scored a hundred goal, his 100th goal in his 129th game. Holy he was the Jesus. fastest guy ever to get, 100, right? to get 100 goals. I didn't know that. Yeah. And he's only behind Gretzky for fastest to 200. And... Uh, he won a color trophy and 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 uh, in, in seventy eight, but I mean he was just a scoring machine. He so was I, a scoring machine, and the reason he, he quit uh, he quit was because of a bad back. He used to get cross check in front, and it was tough hockey back in those days, big time hockey. What did Peter McNabb did? Big boy hockey. Big big boy hockey, 
And if you stood in front of the net, you you took the and he, he that's when he used to score most of his goals was around the net, bing in the net. You know, I have to say something on on one last thing about Mike Kabasi. When they talk about great goal scorers, they're talking about him now that he's dead. But they never ever bring him up, uh, you know, about being great goal scorers. And he was one of the greatest goal scorers I ever saw. <laughs> 